This is The Recap, a weekly reflection on the sermons of Fellowship Baptist Church in Mainville, Ohio, seeking to help you make Jesus essential in every aspect of your life. I'm your host this week, Ryan Land, and I'm here with the preacher of this week's sermon, Brent Wilson. Brent, we, we've been off for a couple we, weeks. We have been. Yeah. We, we were gone out of town one week. Out of town and, and just couldn't. And then had a crazy week before that. Link up schedules. So we apologize for missing... Uh, uh, two weeks, but we are back in the saddle and for the foreseeable future for this, uh, it should be good for this church matters, uh, sermon series. So this will be our, this will be our first episode uh, of, of this sermon series. And I'm, I'm doubly excited because I was, uh, serving in kids during the service. And so I just get to learn about the sermon <laughs> from doing the podcast. And, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's exciting. Uh, it's a different, different, little bit of a different perspective than I yeah, usually yeah, have. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, first, uh, obviously, wait, uh, we're not going to talk about football or no, we're not going to talk about, like, we're not going to talk about anything. We're going to talk about being at the gospel coalition last we, week. We went to the gospel coalition. It was, it was great. Very encouraging. Learned lots. And Indy. Um, we're in Indianapolis. Who is your favorite speaker? Large oh. group, large time speaker. Oh, keynote. Keynote speaker. Um, put him, I'll put him on the spot. That's hard. Uh, I really liked uh, the, the pastor from, from Africa. Uh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Kenneth or something like that. I thought yeah, he was he really was, good. Yeah. And I also really liked, uh, Ligon Duncan's. Oh yeah. Ligon's was good. Or, but also I really liked Andrew Wilson's. I mean, they were all good. I really they were all Andrew. good. I really liked Andrew Wilson's <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. I think Andrew Wilson's was probably my favorite. Ligon's was probably my second favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, this Andrew Wilson guy was a, was a British guy. Um, and uh, preached on Exodus 32, the golden calf. And it was uh, it excellent. Was, it was very good. Excellent. He also acted like a cow on stage, which was very unexpected <laughs> yeah. and funny. Um, my, but my favorite, my favorite small group or breakout was, yeah. of course, obviously Ray Orland and Sam Alberry. Oh, of course. So, uh, who is yours? Oh, um, oh my gosh. Uh, there were so many. Probably the the panel one that we sat in on the JT Jen Wilkins, English, JT English yeah, Kyle Worley. Probably yeah, it was very good as well. It's the most practical for me. Very good as well. Gospel Coalition every two years in Indianapolis. Next year, April and and something. Next year, there's a the Gospel Coalition for Women, women uh, and we've already got a group of ladies planning the trip. And so if we'll probably be announcing at some point, but if you're interested in going to the Gospel Coalition uh, for Women, and you are a woman. Uh, be on the lookout for that announcement because yeah. you can go. Yeah. Next very, June. Very exciting. Next June, man. Already planning for next June. Look at us. Crazy. Uh, so I had this whole segue, I feel like, for the... Sorry, and I derailed the, it. For the <laughs> getting to the getting to the the uh, the text of the sermon. But what I want to do first before we talk about this week's sermon is I want to I a little bit hear you overall talk about just like why why did you pick First Corinthians? Why... why What's the what do you see as valuable for us, particularly in this book? Oh, yeah. And uh, what, what what should we be looking for as we read it and study it on our own? Yeah, you know, we're in a season of the life of our church where we're experiencing some steady growth. So a lot of new people, a lot of new faces. We also just read it, our church covenant. And so I think it's a helpful Pen, pending approval, pending, pending the vote this Sunday yeah, yeah. at five thirty. bring a potluck. Um, but, uh, so we're just in this season of, um, growth and just remaking sure we know 
what the church is mm-hmm. and why we exist and keeping us kind of a clear focus on where we're going. And, and so I think First Corinthians is a book about a church that is in the midst of uh, some turmoil from uh, who are we, where are we going, what's true, what's not true. And Paul's get, Paul gets to address them and speak to some issues that are relevant to today. And so as we've just come out of this church covenant thing, I thought it was just helpful to say, hey, let's keep talking about the church. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, uh, and I really felt that felt in, felt this in this sermon, but a lot of times sermons are about a kind of individual application. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's how you go and whether it's be a better husband or be more faithful or read your Bible. It's something about you, mm-hmm. right? And I think this series is a little bit more on what does it mean to be the church? How should the church function? How do you connect to the church and be a part of the church? And what are some of the pitfalls that have happened before and are here now that we need to be aware of and that we are the church? So I just think it's a helpful time to actually step back and think about, think about the church as an organization, mm-hmm. an organism and not just the individual. Yeah, I think I think that's helpful. And I think especially, you know, coming out of the, like you mentioned, the church covenant, talking about the church covenant, um, and that now this this sermon particularly, you know, about building a church, it's like we don't have to, we're not building our church from scratch. We're not, you know, building a whole new church or a whole new, you know, idea that's been happening for 2,000 years. Yeah. But we are always, you know, building a culture, building a, a, a vibe, a tone of, of, of <laughs> yeah. what our church is and values and feels like. And so I think I think it is important to evaluate, you know, one, what is this thing and how do we build on it well and how mm-hmm. do we build on it biblically? Yep. So let's uh, let's talk about the sermon from this week. Uh, I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna read your headings here for the <laughs> most part because I I can't guide the conversation as I usually do. But you you your first question here is kind of like what is what is the church? Yeah. So you know if the whole sermon's about how you build a church, well you can't even have that conversation until you first define what the church is. And and I wanted to address this idea that the church isn't a building. And so I talked about this old nursery rhyme, right, where you put your hands together and you say this is a Here's the church. Here's the steeple. <laughs> We're both doing it. Open the doors, and there's all the people. Oh, now when I did it in the sermon, I put my fingers wrong, so the people weren't in there. Oh, I had to redo it. With there the was people. no one. That, no, one <laughs> yeah. no one showed up the for service that Sunday. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, but you know, even that nursery little rhyme thing perpetuates this false idea that a church has a steeple and has mm-hmm. doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people are inside the church. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, the church isn't a building, it is the people. Um, and I pointed out a few thing, ways that this uh, belief presents, it, presents itself in false kind of um, virtue or false thinking. So if you believe the church is the building, it makes sense that we tell the kids, don't run in the church. Don't wear a hat in the church. Uh, mm. respect the building. Yeah. Um, I, I told the story about how my youth group got in trouble because we like came up to the church one night and watched a movie in the sanctuary and it's some non-Christian movie and uh, got in trouble because uh, we defiled and, and the person's words, <laughs> you uh, made it on the sanctuary. Uh, and then I talked about, you know, it's like, you know, so this idea that we can somehow defile the place, mm-hmm. uh, but also that we even call it a sanctuary is probably a little misleading. Oh, because there's nothing sanctified, there's nothing holy mm-hmm. about the gym in which we meet, <laughs> right? And even if it wasn't a gym, if there's pews, if there's stained glass, if it's like, a, like, like it might be beautiful, mm-hmm. it might be reverent, um, 
but the place is merely communicating those things. The place itself isn't yeah. the church. Uh, and so we shouldn't want to take care of our property, obviously, but, um, but it's not special. It's not holy, but the people are. And so I just wanted to make like, when we're talking about building a church, we're talking about building an organization of people mm-hmm. because if fellowship, if the building burnt down tomorrow, fellowship yeah. church would still exist Yeah, because we can meet out in the field, right? We can meet wherever. So we'd have to meet in the youth room and I would have to do some cleaning. <laughs> It'd be tight too. <laughs> Yo, for sure. We'd, get, for sure. We'd, we'd be loving on each other. For sure. Um, you, you know, I think about, I didn't bring this up in the sermon, but there's that passage that people love to quote, you know, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Mm-hmm. And people like to quote that of like, well, anytime believers get together, look, Jesus is here. And that's not really what he's saying in the passage. It's really a passage about church discipline, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, when two or three people gather in my name and execute discipline in my name, I'm there, like affirming that with them. But so I think the idea of of the church is that it is when people who are Christians uniquely gather uh, to worship God, sit under the preaching of God's word, and constitute as a church. Like that's the church. It's the gathering of God's people, mm-hmm. um, and so not just random Christians who are together, but we're intentionally gathering as a church. Uh, and so when we talk about building the church, we're talking about building those people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, it's certainly like, you know, when you, you talk about, you know, a church universal, a holy Catholic church, not mm-hmm. the Catholic church, but a universal church. Yeah. Right. It's like that. We can kind of just like kind of clearly delineate lines on that. But I do think it's an interesting theological question to say, Hey, what is a church? Mm-hmm. You know, like how, how, what's the minimum number of people we need? Yeah, yeah. Right. Can, can I be a church unto myself? Can mm-hmm. I be, can me and my five buddies meet on a Thursday night and be a, a church? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't know that we have any like hard and fast answers from, from scripture, but yeah. certainly like meeting together consistently, intentionally, um, practicing the two ordinances, practicing the ordinances. That's exactly what I was about the, to say. The two offices. Yeah. Um, yeah. Constituting together. Yeah. yeah. That's the classic Baptist definition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything classic Baptist, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here for. Uh, and so then when, you know, you start building a church, first step of building something is the foundation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, Paul talks about how he's laid this foundation. And I mm-hmm. think in the same way, Fellowship Baptist Church was constituted, was planted mm-hmm. 51 years ago and they laid a foundation. Now, uh, Paul would say there's only one foundation. You can, you can try to build something on another foundation. And his point, it's kind of tongue in cheek. He's like, not that there is another foundation. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can think there is, but there's not, there's really only one. Mm -hmm. It's not lesser foundations. There's only one foundation. And, uh, but Paul says, look, I laid the foundation. That is the only foundation. And now other people are building upon that. And so fellowship of his church 51 years ago laid the foundation. That is the only foundation, which is Christ. Uh, and now we are building on it. And so, but it's important to remember what that foundation is and and because there are some false foundations that look right Mm. right so i talk about like uh mormonism right the Mm -hmm. the church of a latter-day saint the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints right well sounds like the right foundation it's the church of jesus christ um but but they believe in a different christ right Uh, they believe in a christ who is not god very god but who has created and achieved divinity um, their, their foundation really isn't Jesus in as much as it is Joseph Smith and his golden tablets. Um, or you look at, I didn't bring this up, but Jehovah's witnesses, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, I love it when they come knock on our door 
It's like, hey guys, y'all come on in. <laughs> you have no idea what you just stepped into. Yeah. But uh, but you know they have a foundation. They say, hey, we believe in Jesus, but they believe in a Jesus that is not very God of very God. He's not mm-hmm. divine. He's a uh, the highest of the angels in their view. Um, and so like that's that's not that's not the Christ whom we're talking about. Or you have the church that theologically believes Jesus is divine and, and human, but uh, really kind of substitutes Jesus for for love, right? And it's like. Uh, it's a Jesus that is divorced from any sort of notions of sin or taking sin seriously mm-hmm. or anything like that. And it's just a lovey-dovey, touchy-feely sort of thing. Yeah, sentimental, uh, sentimentality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, so you can say Jesus, but it not be the right foundation. And so the right foundation isn't just the person. It is the person of Christ, but it's not just that. It's also the work of Christ, as Paul mm-hmm. makes clear in the first chapter. I pretended to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. And so the foundation is the work of Jesus by which the church is formed through the death and resurrection of Christ. So mm-hmm. that's the foundation. And what we do as we're building into that is we can go deeper into that. We can't go beyond it. So I use this illustration of, of like English, like you learn your ABCs and a kindergarten teacher may ask you when you start like if your parent, do you know your ABCs? But if the ninth grade teacher, when you enter your freshman year asks you, if you know your ABCs, that, that's an absurd question, right? Uh, yeah. And if you don't... Oh, yeah, totally absurd. <laughs> I don't know any ninth graders who don't know their ABCs. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan was reading and Harry cert- Potter in second grade. I certainly no. was not one, no. <laughs> um, but uh, you, in ninth grade, you're building on a foundation. You're learning at, the, at ninth grade to, to read books and harder books and mm-hmm. harder books, right? And so we can build, build on that foundation... Just like we build on going from ABCs to sentences to books or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but we can't go from ABCs to math. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And so, as we build the church, we're building um, with the same sort of materials at the foundation, of which it kind of gets to later, that the foundation is built off of deeper into the gospel, not to the side. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I, I you know, it's like you, you have the ABCs, right? But then to read your, uh, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like to read, to to have any information on, uh, quantum physics, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to go back to that. You can't just understand quantum mm-hmm. physics yeah. out outside of, of, you have to read about it. You have to, you know, mm-hmm. you just, I, I know quantum, I just, yeah, you I, don't go from zero to a hundred. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you, you always go back, you know, to that, that foundational, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, gospel message that then g- gets us into the the theological quantum physics yeah, yeah. of you know yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever sure. whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really helpful. Um, so then you 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 go on here. You know, we build together with quality and eternity in view. So let's you know let's yeah. take that piece by piece. So first, like we build together. Yeah. What, so what do you mean? as we're building the church on this foundation. Uh, the first thing Paul points out is we, we do it together, right? And at the mm-hmm. beginning, he talks about jealousy and strife and the divisions among them. Um, and so it's just like this idea that we have to link arms and we have to do it together. And we can't um, be divided because a divided church is looking internal, fighting with itself. And I've talked about how uh, we're really just serving the enemy at that point. Uh, mm. we're, we're not focused on the mission. We're tearing each other down. We're fighting yeah. over superficial things, being ineffective which is where the enemy wants us. Uh, and so it's like, we've got to build it together. We've got to sacrifice for one another. We've got to honor one another. We've got to be outward focused. We've got to be discipleship focused. We've got to 
do all these things in unis- unity and together, um, or we're just not going to be able to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it makes me think of uh, it makes me think of of Nehemiah, right? When oh, yeah. he's when he's I mean he's literally building a wall, <laughs> but uh, he's he's always got these people coming up like bothering him, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he's got all there's all these like di- like different interests mm-hmm. going on in yeah. the in uh, you know restoring Israel, and mm-hmm. he's just got to eventually be like, I'm 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 just gonna do it, right? I'm just gonna like build the wall, and you guys gotta just move on. Like yeah. you just got to yeah. deal. Uh, and, and he, cause they're just doing what you said. It's like, they're distracting mm-hmm. from, they think they're doing the right thing. Right. Um, but he's like, no, this is the mission. Yeah. You know, God has called me to, right. and I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like in Corinth, like, you know, Paul says, look, look, I, I planted Paulus watered. Uh, he's like, you know, we're just servants who mm-hmm. do different things. Yeah. And they're all divided over all these different people and they can't, move forward together because some are like, we need to do it Paul's way or we need to do it Paul's way. We need to do it this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, y'all are making too big of a fuss about this. Let's just get together and do it one of the ways. Yeah. Uh, because we're all in the same foundation. And as mm-hmm. long as we're moving in consistency with the foundation, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to do it together. Uh, second thing is that we got to do it in quality. And then I really just wanted to say, the question should not be, uh, you know, in a world consumed with quality or quantity, mm-hmm. right? Like we need more, 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 uh, like we don't need to approach building the church with how do we get more, more mm-hmm. people, more money, more buildings, more programs, more ministry. Like that's not the, the question. The question isn't what do we got to do to get more people here? The question is what do we got to do to be more faithful and biblical as we make disciples? Yeah. And I said, you know, healthy things, I believe grow. And when we do things right, I think growth happens and quantity happens, but quantity isn't the goal. Quality is the goal. And so as we're seeking to build the church, we want to do it with the the a biblical quality and viewing you know, he, he uses the example of when you're building you can build with gold silver precious stones mm-hmm. or wood hay or stubble yeah right? yeah and we're gonna get to that more in a minute, I, like, I was i was literally like just thinking like you know like you can buy ikea furniture which i'm an ikea buyer yeah, don't be right? hating i got i got some no, IKEA. I'm, not, I'm not i'm not trying to hate but it's like you know because i mean there, there's a certain cost effectiveness of it but it's like you you can you know buy an ikea dresser yeah or go to like a carpenter who like go to Dave you know, Meese. Yeah. And <laughs> who like, you know, make you a dresser and, and you know, it'll be much more, it, it'll take longer and it'll be more expensive and it'll last longer. It'll last, but it'll last. Yeah. Right. But we, I think, I think that's something really wise to think about. It's like, we live in such a, like a fast food, like give it to me now age. Yeah. And we can get whatever we want. Right. Whenever we want. Amazon. Like from Amazon. Today. It's like that church does not and cannot, operate like that yeah like all of the the building we do is gonna have to be really intentional Mm -hmm. slow intended to last Mm -hmm. change yeah Uh, one of the i didn't share this but i I was thinking about it afterward it's like sometimes i'll sit down with people who have maybe visited our church i'll go to lunch with them have coffee with them or uh maybe see them after and they're they're asking me questions about the church and I can kind of read between the lines to kind of see, oh, they're really inquiring, do we have this ministry? Or mm-hmm. what do we think about this agenda or this topic? And, yeah. And yeah. there is a temptation oh, for, sure. for me um, to want to uh, settle or kind of cover up an issue or be like, oh, yeah, you know, well, maybe we'll do that, you know, yeah, yeah. in order to get that person. And so there's a temptation to lean into qual- quantity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we just got to get more people and sacrifice the quality. Yeah. And we've got to have ever before us know we're, we're going to be judged based off 
quality. And yeah. so let's focus on that and let God handle the growth. Yeah. And and not even, I think about in quality of stuff we're talking about, not even stuff that's outside of the foundation, right? The like foundational gospel mm-hmm. message, right? There are good things that other churches do really well that like we don't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just like, hey, do we, do we like, you know, the decision of doing those good things or, yeah. or, or not doing them, right? It's like, it can't be decided by being like, oh, well, if we do this thing, this person will, We'll, we'll get more people that come to the church. Yeah, yeah. If we um, have a fog machine, more people will come. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's just like that's like uh, it's like card like like cardboard walls, right? Just yeah, like yeah. setting yourself up yeah. to collapse. And I talked about what you win them with is what you win them to. Yeah. So yeah. If, we, if we win them with fun and games, they'll only stay for fun and games. No, ex- that's uh, if we that, win them with a uh, self help message when we open the Bible, they'll leave. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we want to win them to to Jesus, and mm-hmm. so we got to we want to win them to Jesus. We got to win them with Jesus. Yeah. Um. And when I also want to say quality, I want to make sure I'm not saying, hey, we've got to have the best music or the best yeah, preaching no, or the best, like from a excellence perspective. Like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we're always trying to achieve that, but but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, and even Paul, right, in First Corinthians is always talking about how it's like. He's like, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good speaker. It's like God uses my, like the weak, my weakness to boast in his strength, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. so it's, I, I don't think. So uh, it's like if the. First Corinthians is not the place to go to try to make that message, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> make yeah. that case. It's like. Quality might be um, singing a cappella with, uh, but to really rich, beautiful, yep. theologically sound music mm-hmm. or you know lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I tell people in starting point um, and one of my weeks that when I preach a sermon, people leave and they've forgotten 95% of it, but they've left memorizing music without trying. Yeah. And so it's like, you got to sing really deep stuff because mm-hmm. that's teaching people. Mm-hmm. And so that's quality, yeah. Right, um, the quality of biblical faithfulness is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So th- then the other thing is building with eternity in view, um, and this kind of bleeds into the next point. But it's like we want to build things, and invest in things, and spend time on things that are going to last for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than to go spend hours on a project or doing something that you realize was redundant or it didn't work and you had to undo all the work. You're like, I've mm-hmm. just wasted all of this time and effort. Mm-hmm. But that's what really what's happening in our lives. I and mean, when you invest so much time and energy into things that are so finite and so temporary, it's like, mm-hmm. is it, I mean, we're all doing that, but it's like, oh, we yeah. want to limit that because we want to build things that last forever. Like, like you just talking about with the dresser, like we want to build a dresser that's going to stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. So we want to build a church. We want to build family. We want to build friendships. We want to build community. We want to build, uh, all of these things that will last forever. And um, he talks about uh, when he talks about testing it and all of our things are going to be judged uh, by fire that w- will it survive the day? You know, so it's the mm-hmm. day of the Lord. Uh, and so you, you have these items that decrease in value and increase in flammability. Hmm. Right. And so you go from gold, silver, precious stones to haywood stubble. And so it's like, we can build things that are wood, it's gonna get burned. I thought I talked about the three little pigs. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like the first two houses they get knocked down, but the third guy was wise. He built something that couldn't get knocked down, and so it's like, are we building a church? Because here's the problem: isn't the wolf the one that get test got tested by fire in the three little pigs? Uh, what do you mean? Because he goes in, he tries to go in the chimney, right? No, because he, he can't blow down the house. Does he? I don't remember. He tries to go in the chimney. He gets like cooked up in a. Oh, in a pot. okay. I forgot about that. The part. pigs like ready for him. <laughs> That's good. Um. But so uh, we want to build things turning in view. Um, 
What was I gonna, I was gonna say something. Sorry, I, de- no. I derailed you with the three little pigs <laughs> lore. Um, uh, I don't even remember now. That's fine. That's all right. Well, this this was interesting. Um, w- there was a study done about uh, company hired people to, to dig a trench. People that were unemployed. Hey, we'll give you a job. We'll pay you well. They went out and dug a trench. Uh, and then the next day they came out and the, the trench they dug was covered back up. Uh, and they said, hey, we want you to dig it again. And they did it again. And then like on day three, like three of them quit. And, and on day four of this, the rest of them quit. It doesn't matter. They were getting paid really good. They didn't have jobs. They didn't have mm-hmm. jobs to go to. It was that there was... It was purposeless. It was yeah. it was meaningless, uh, and they could see it because it was right there in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the same way, it's like we don't see that most a lot of the things that we're doing are meaningless, purposeless. Yeah. They're not going to last. It's like digging a trench is going to get filled up the next day. Yeah. And so we want to build things that's going to to be burned, not burned up, but yeah, but last forever. When it's like I th- I'm sitting here just like trying to think like what what's going to last the day of the Lord? And it's just like only people. <laughs> right yeah. like like you know lewis talks about how everyone you everyone you mm-hmm. speak to uh is an immortal mm-hmm. is an immortal being yeah right either turning into something like so glorious that you should bow down and worship or uh, so hideous that you'd run away in fear or something like that yeah, i yeah, can't yeah. remember yeah but it's just like that's the only thing that's gonna last mm-hmm. like to eternity right is mm-hmm. is people and mm-hmm. the things that come from living with people mm-hmm and so it's like that's, you know, the the aim of the the church, and this is, goes back to I think to the original idea of the church not being a like a building. It's like the church is the people because the church is mm-hmm. the the thing that's going to last. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I remember what I was gonna say. Oh, go for it. Uh, so it's possible that we as a church think we're killing it, like, or that a church thinks, man, we are killing it. We are doing so good. We got all these mm-hmm. people. We got all these ministries. We got all this stuff going on. And then as that church goes to the day of the Lord and experiences this judgment by fire, that none of it remains mm-hmm. or very little of it remains. And so what we want to not do is judge the success of a church on human metrics, mm-hmm. uh, but on rather biblical fidelity. Mm-hmm. And so uh, because, and, and I think what that should produce in us is a humility to be like, for sure, uh, a humility and a, and a diligence to say, hey, we want to be really thoughtful that we're doing things that are going to please God and are going to last. And it gives us, gives us humility because it's like, we've all been building things that aren't going to last. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and it makes it even harder at the end because he basically says that God knows the intentions of your heart. Mm-hmm. And so like the idea that you can do something that is good and right and, and it has eternity in view and it's quality, but you do it from the wrong motivation or the wrong attitude. And so it's like, not all of it might make it because you get up and you sang that song that was good and rich and it was a good song or whatever, but you did it because you want people to look at you hmm. and that good work. You're not going to get rewarded for it. It's going to get burnt out. You're yeah. not going to make it. Um, and so just think, I think that gives us even more humility to be like, mm-hmm. Lord, use my broken, withered, jacked up hands to do something good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just like the, the, even the thought like that it, it can be measured by, you know, human metric, you know, by a human yeah. measurement, it's like should humble us because we can't, we can't ever, we really can't know. Yeah. That's you why know? Paul it's in the like, next chapter, he's like, I, he's like, I don't let anyone else judge me and I don't judge myself. Yeah. Only God can judge me. Yeah. It's like, we, we, we just, we can stay faithful to the scripture, faithful to the, the gospel message. Mm-hmm. It's like, but outside of that, it's like, we can't, 
Yeah. So it's so hard. It's like you could you could have a you know church of hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, running fourteen services at <laughs> at ten different locations or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you can be and, on TV. Yeah, and you just don't know. Uh, and so I also think it's interesting. This is just some connective tissue, I think, to a sermon from from two weeks ago. Is you, you talked about like the celebrity Christian. Okay. You know, remember, do you, do you remember talking I don't about know. You, you talked about like the, like how we get hyped up when there's like the celebrity Christian, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Justin Bieber's oh, getting yeah, baptized yeah, 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 yeah. in the the bathtub yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Kanye is, yeah. you know, making a Christian album. Yeah. And then it's just like, we, like, we don't know, right? Like what, we don't know the motivations of their heart. We don't know the things that they're going to do or the things they're going to say or the way they're going right. to treat the scriptures or live in of faith and obedience to Jesus. And so, right. Uh, we, we, there's, it's silly to just platform people. We don't even know. Right. It's like silly to platform anyone really. Uh, and so I think it does bring like a lot of humility to specifically like us and like other ministers. Right. Just like, we don't really know why we're we're trying our best here, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like this, the Lord is using our and, and our weakness, it, and it becomes even harder when the Bible tells us that you know those who teach will be judged more strictly. Yeah. So it's like, don't sign up God for this lightly. Re- God really knows the intention of your heart, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And how you how you you know divide the scriptures mm-hmm. to people, and it's like, don't don't twist it up. Yeah, for your purposes. Yeah, now, that might pay off in the sh- very short term, but not the long term. Yeah. The, la- the last point here is, I think, the most encouraging point. And it's that, you know, when, when you say, Paul says, you know, I planted, Paul swattered, but mm-hmm. God gave the growth. Mm-hmm. And he says it twice. Um, and it's like, we are trying our best and we're going to work hard. But ultimately, we are tools in the Redeemer's hands mm-hmm. and God is going to build this church. Mm-hmm. He and can for, do it without and, us. And for all you and for all you tool nerds out there, like Tim, the tool man, Taylor, we're not like brand spanking new, good looking, like DeWalt <laughs> tools. We're rusty we're hammers. Like, yeah, we're like the <laughs> we're like the crap you find in your grandpa's shed yeah. from fifty years ago. You know, it's like that's yeah. the kind of tool we are. That's right. But but the Lord could build a church without us, but by His grace, He's chosen to do it with us, mm-hmm. and and He makes it grow. And um, you know, a couple interesting thoughts about this. One, it's like if you if me and you had a garden. And I went out and planted the seeds. I do have a garden. I know, but if we had one together. Oh, you know, we could. We could. <laughs> here at the church. Yeah. Um, but I went out and planted and you watered. Well, what would make the the seed grow? It wasn't my planting. It wasn't your watering. And, and G.K. Chesterton in his book, Orthodoxy, kind of hints, he talks about this. You talk about the apple tree? The apple the tree. Candle, the candle yeah. tree. Don't and... go read this book because it's the most complicated it's book so I've ever confusing. read. But he makes this point about an apple tree. And he says, why does it produce apples? It's like, no one knows. All we can do is observe what happens and write down and explain what happens. We don't know how it happens. We don't know why it produces apples. And he ultimately says it's magic. And yeah. It, and that is God's magic that makes it happen. And so it's like, when why does something grow? I, you planted, I watered. Why does it grow? Well, God made it grow. Mm-hmm. It's magic. Yeah. Well, in the church... I've planted, you've watered, you know, all of us have pitched in together. We've all Mm -hmm. labored together. We've linked arms to do this together with the best we can with quality and eternity in view. But what makes it successful? What makes it grow? What makes the church grow and people grow and people get discipled? It's all God. It's magic. Yeah. And God does it. And we just look back and go, man, 
Isn't that cool that this thing grew? <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I threw some water on that thing and it started growing. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like, thanks be to God who gives mm-hmm. the growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, so, I think that's excellent. Uh, the, the last point I made that uh, kind of in this seed analogy that I thought was cool um, is that God also is giving this deeper image because, and he, Paul actually talks about this in 1 Corinthians 12, I think it is. But uh, when a seed gives life, to a plant, the kernel, the husk of that seed has to die. The seed itself dies. And from its death comes new life. Um, and this point in 1 Corinthians 12 is that that's going to happen to our bodies. Our bodies are husks mm. that will give life to the resurrection. But also, how does Jesus build the church? But through his death. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the death of Christ do we find life. Yeah. And so we grow because he died. That'll preach. And it did. <laughs> it did preach. Uh, all right, we did get a uh, we did get a question this week, and I think it's a really interesting one. Uh, and and so uh, let me let me read it out and, and get your thoughts. This I love person, questions. This person writes in, and they asked, "Since the church is the body of Christ, i.e., the believers, and not the buildings, cathedrals, or grounds where we gather, does that mean quote holy sites in quote are just historic sites? Can a place be holy, or is it merely special, historically significant?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there is no such thing as a holy site. That things are just historically significant um, and special because of that. Um, I think there was a time that there was a holy site, and it's called the temple. Yeah, uh, or the tabernacle, the garden, or the garden. Yeah, or Jesus. But now the holy sites are people mm-hmm. who have the Holy Spirit living in them, and so you know sometimes people will take trips to Israel and they'll go get rebaptized in the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized. Mm -hmm. And I do not think you should do that. There is nothing special about the nasty water in the Jordan (laughs) River. People like literally put it in vials and sell it to people and Mm -hmm. they take it home like it's some kind of thing. And you know, you always see movies about the Catholic Church and people having like the 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 cloth Jesus wore on the cross or the crown of thorns. Like these things are imbued with power. Or the Catholic Church built churches um, on all these holy sites, right? Like this is where we think Jesus was born or whatever. I was thinking about the the Holy Grail in Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, it's like the 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 Very cup basic. he the cup he drank out yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I think those things are cool. I think they're cool places to visit. They're historically significant. I mean, I just I talked about it in the sermon. I just went to Monticello and uh, Williamsburg to, to see some history. And um, not that those are Christian necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, but I would say that visiting Monticello is the same spiritually. I mean, I don't know. I think this is true. Push back on me. It's the same as visiting um, Bethlehem, but in the sense that they're both just historical places. I I think they have the same. uh, Yeah, I I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like uh, there's certainly probably a greater emotional attachment, uh, attachment, a greater a spiritual um, experience that comes with with being in Jerusalem, right? But I think that's more about your attitude and your heart yeah, posture. I don't, and... I don't, I don't think it's anything that has to do with the place itself. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't think there's some sort of godly energy or like force <laughs> in those sites yeah. that is making us like, Oh, this is like, because like I, I, when we, when we were in New York, right. And we walked into uh St. Patrick's cathedral, oh, it's yeah. like that moment is like, Oh my gosh! Like this is yeah. It's, it's this is like it's beautiful, right? Yeah. You get that. But it's like when I go when I go to Dallas and I go to AT and T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> play, I get the same feeling, <laughs> right? It's like it's like 
whoa, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, uh, like I, I, I'm not saying that we should just like forget those things. Right? No, history is important. Yeah, but I, but I, I, I think. And and I like by all means, if you want to go to Israel and you want to go, I want to. Uh, me too. Let's go. Uh, but 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 it's a historical I, trip, not a. Yeah, it's not a. There's no spiritual. Um, I don't know. Like the spiritual renewal will happen in the same way that going to camp or a retreat. There's spiritual yeah, renewal because yeah. you've taken time away and you're focusing on the Lord. Yeah, um, that spiritual renewal is going to happen because of that, not because of where you are. Yeah, I, it almost like it's it's like in the it's I almost think about it in the same way as like you know those 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 TV pastors that shill like like prayer cloths and oh, stuff yeah. online. Yeah, you know it's like it, it's like it might make you pray more. Yeah, right, which is good, but the cloth itself doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. right. And so going to Nazareth, right, going to Jerusalem, you know may make you think about the Lord, make you think about the life of Jesus in a, mm. in a new way, give you a new perspective, but doesn't actually do anything. There's no power in it. Yeah. yeah. Right. God's not more powerful <clears throat> to work in your life in the middle East you, than he is here. You shouldn't take your shoes off because you think you're on holy ground. Excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's unless there's a bush on fire. That's not being consumed. They start talking yeah, to yeah. you. you. Maybe they take, take, your, shoes take off, your shoes off, but outside of that, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Which also means our church is not, holy ground correct which is why we can play dodgeball in the <laughs> in the in the yeah. the sanctuary you have not defiled it. the the worship center yeah uh, now now this is this is I, I think i can say this um oh man it's a little bit of rabbit trail but there's this uh uh a pl- I, I won't say the place there's a particular place in our city in our community that um is a shared space where uh, there's a church trying to meet, but also there's some people that meet in this space that are doing like seances and, um, and people have, have reported and said that as they've gone into this place, they get a weird feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is something to say that like demonic and, and spiritual activity is real. Uh, and, and so like there's spiritual warfare happening and, and maybe you feel that in certain places mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's more holy or more evil, but yeah, but activity around that might. Yeah. Know, there's something there. I don't know. Yeah, and I think like you know, you talk about Ephesians talk about the prince, the principalities of the air, yeah. right? It's like they have control temporarily over you some know, things, some things, yeah. right? Uh, and so I, I think no, I think that's that's totally legit. That's why I like I don't I don't mess with that. <laughs> uh, uh-uh, don't touch that. That's so stuff. you bring a Ouija board up on game night. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you out of out of here. Do you? Bye. Gone. Um, like, but so I because I I think that can legitimately happen. But I don't think there's like an opposite side of the coin where it's like we've we've summoned good angel angelic right, right, right. spirits here. It's like I saw this meme today, and and I think it's true. It's like uh uh. Someone singing. It was someone at the beginning singing, "Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Uh-huh. Uh, come, come, fill this place, fill this atmosphere. place, atmosphere, whatever." And then it cut to, "I'm already there. <laughs> Take a look around." It's like it's like this. We don't like we don't have to do a ritual to make a place spiritual. We don't have to do a cleansing because if you're in Christ, the Spirit is already in you. Yeah, yeah. And when we gather together, this is the church that the Spirit's in you, the Spirit's in me. And what Paul says and Peter says is that when we gather together, we're like little stones being built into a greater temple. Mm-hmm. And so when we gather together, it's like the there's m- almost a sense of more of the Spirit is present because more of us are present. Mm-hmm. And, and as we gather, He's there and God moves. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's as close as maybe you can get to... Holy ground. Holy ground. And guess what? 
We do it every week. And we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought you might like that. I did. Well, well, any, any, love a 90s country. Any, any final words on uh, on this week's? Uh, bring the questions next week, guys. I know. Yeah. We, I know sorry we've missed, but I, we do love your questions, and uh, they're, they're fun to talk about. Yeah, you can always submit a question on uh, the church app under the this week's sermon tab or uh, on, you can find the link on and, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And also, man, think about what you're bringing to potluck on Sunday night. Mm. Mm. And if you've never been to members meeting, come. It's it's, a, it's yeah. a fun time. Yeah, even if you're not a member, you are invited. You're sort of, you just can't vote. You just can't vote. Sorry, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, thanks for joining us for the recap. We hope this conversation has encouraged you to keep striving to make Jesus essential in every aspect of your life. If you aren't part of our church family, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday morning. We gather for worship at ten thirty a.m. For more information, you can always go to myfellowship.church. Thanks for listening. Be blessed. <laughs>